The markets have had a decline recently. Is this the big one? Is this just a normal market correction that happens every year? What should I do? Are you ready? It's the On The Money Podcast with Jerry and Nick Royer. Authors, radio show hosts, TV personalities, retirement wealth coaches. On The Money with Jerry and Nick Royer starts right now. Welcome to another episode of the On The Money of Jerry and Nick Royer podcast. This is Nick Royer coming to you live from the Group 10 Financial Studios. As always, I'm joined by Jerry Royer right across the table from I'm me. I'm right here in the studio with Nick. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm kind of thinking about summer being here, right? Memorial Day is behind us. And it seems crazy. In Central Florida, the, the heat's just been insane. Yeah, all week it's supposed to be in the 90s with a heat index. And I love it. You know, like 98's not hot. They have to put in that heat index, so it's now 114. I mean, it doesn't – my shoes start to melt at 114. <laughs> right. I, it reminds me of a time I was out in Las Vegas with a, with a friend of mine, and we were walking down the strip. Now, he was wearing sandals, and um, what was very interesting about this is about halfway through, the heat had melted the strap on his sandals. So we're all the way at the one end of the strip. His shoes have melted. When he took his shoes off, they started to make to form a ball. They 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 were withering. <laughs> I don't know if if, if sandals or, or flip flops can actually wither, but they were formed. They were actually melting into a ball. So I told him, I said, "Well, hey, I've got tough feet. You know, my mom's a Filipino. We're born with strong feet. So how about you wear my shoes?" And we'll walk back to the, we'll walk back to the hotel, but you can wear my shoes, and I'll just walk on the pavement in my bare feet. That was dumb because I didn't realize how hot that concrete gets. Yeah, I was like hot potato, hot potato, hot potato. I ended up walking half the time on the sand if I could get on the side, <laughs> and that's where everybody has all the you know the the dirt and the bottles or broken bottles and everything. That was not a really good thing. No, but. I burnt my feet just uh, last week. Uh, Faley came in with some groceries, and I thought, hey, I'll be nice. I'll go out and help her. I didn't put on any shoes. I was in my bare feet. Man. And I literally, within like 30 <laughs> seconds, I had to go get a low and put it on my feet. I burned them so bad. Well, at least you have the Aloha plants where you can actually do that. So that's a good thing. But, you know, I, I think about our clients in the Midwest. Uh, obviously, we have uh, we have offices there, too. And they've had to fight through tornadoes. Uh, so our prayers go out to all of those affected in, in, in Ohio. Uh, Kansas has gotten nailed by uh, tornadoes and storms, too. There's a lot of storms that have gone through Illinois and Indiana. So our prayers go out to all those that were affected. And another thing that, that people think about when, when we get into the summer is, is, is May. May comes around. And when it comes to investing, that phrase, I think as CNBC has used it a few times, has been, well, just sell in May and go away. Yeah. Right? right. You've heard that one. And May's been a real volatile month, hasn't it? Yeah. But you know what? <clears throat> I, I think the news looks in short-term increments. They look at what, did ha- what happened today, what happened yesterday, what will happen tomorrow. They don't really look at what's happened over the last several months. And so to put some things into perspective here, the markets have really been sideways since January of 2018 to now. Uh, It's been up and down in that period of time, but we're right back where we were back almost 18 months ago. The Mm S&P 500 is at the same level it was 18 months ago. And people say, well, how's that even right? Uh, the, The market's been up. Well, if you look at the last six months, 
But if you look at the preceding six months, it was down. So it's been almost like a zigzag uh, in, in effect. So Yeah, from uh, 2010 to 2018, the average drawdown in the S&P has been about 11.5%. So every year, yeah. we have these normal market declines. And right now, we're at what? About 5%. About 5%. So. May was down about 5%. And we hear things you know, about the tariffs. Uh, we hear all that noise about things that are going to happen. Uh, you know, Like you were saying, May's been down about 5%. But in 2010... Uh, you know, and everybody would probably say the last 10 years has been an up year, has been up for the markets. Mm-hmm. But if you look at 2010, we had a market drop of 16%. In 2011, we had a market drop of 19%. In uh, 2016, we had a market drop of 13%. So a market drop of 5% is actually kind of normal. Well, in 2018, it was 19%. We had two drops in 2018. Yeah. We had a minus 10% and a minus 19%. In 2018. Now, volatility has kicked up quite a bit because if you look at 2017, there wasn't one time when the market went down that much. So we got kind of, uh, I guess, lulled to sleep in a a sense. But uh, the markets don't go up in a straight line. The markets ebb and flow. They go up, they pull back, they go up, they pull back. The question is, though, could this be a bigger, uh, you know, bigger than just a normal decline? And um, there's something that's out there called seasonality. And if we look uh, over the 12 months of the year, May and September are usually the most volatile months of the year anyway. Well, May, we're getting ready for what? Vacation in September, getting the kids back to school. So maybe that has some bearing on it. Who knows? Yeah, who knows? It's May is basically behind us now, right? And May is typically uh, a volatile month for, for, for the, uh, you know, out of all the 12 months. Actually, May and September are. But the, again, going back, the big question is, is this a long-term situation? Could all this tariff stuff really be derailing us? Um, are we heading into a, a, into a recession? And so what we did is we put together a list of upside risks and downside risks to, uh, to the markets. And um, we, the headlines have been tariffs. That's mm-hmm. where all the news has been is tariff, 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 uh, and obviously immigration. And obviously, uh, there's, there's renewed interest in talking about the rising debt. And so those three things, those create a downside risk to the market. But there's a bunch of upside things that are, that are out there, uh, one being business deregulation. That's a big one. You know, and we, we don't hear the talking heads addressing that issue. They're more interested in what somebody wears or how Europe reacts to uh, the sitting president. It's crazy. Business deregulation has actually been good, is a is big good for risk. markets. Yeah. yeah, household tax reform uh, that that's been good for people. Corporate tax reform has been good. Um, it, you know, infrastructure is a lot. I mean, just look around uh, all the infrastructure spending that's going on around here. So there are some positive things going on as well that uh, that really you you shouldn't discount. Um, look at the whole picture as far as. Um, whether you're determining what the what the future of the markets will be, don't just look at one thing being tariffs. There's a whole bunch of things out there that are actually looking good. There's some things that aren't looking good either. But this certainly isn't a 2007, 2008 where the ball is going to drop and everything is going to crash around us in like a week 
we're still seeing signs of some uh, some possibility for some good moves, um, it, it, you know, and some uh, you know future stability in the markets. It's just the markets ebb and flow. They go up, they go down, they go sideways. For the last eighteen months, they've just really gone sideways. It's more of a decline. So there's some signs at this point more towards I, I think a pullback because of the strong start of the market. If we just look at this year, the S and P five hundred was at one point up fifteen percent. Mm-hmm. That is a big move up. It is going to be natural for it to pull back, right? So we have some good things that are happening right now. We have interest rates; those have been quite low. And the Federal Reserve interest rate policy—they put it on hold again. Yeah, yeah, and 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 so again, markets have had a strong start to the year. My thought is that it's this isn't a time really to overreact. This is a time to really create a, a plan. To have an overall plan. That's there was a study done, um, and it, what it did, what it, the article was saying is, is follow your plan. This is why you have a plan. So Sun Life Financial, which has been a reputable company for years and years and years, yeah, some great statistics. Yeah, so we'll, we'll throw out three of these statistics, and I think this warrants a discussion <clears throat> because right now the the markets have had a pullback. This isn't a time to do something drastic. Uh, you know, like put everything underneath the mattress. This is a time to have a plan, to make sure your plan can weather both good and sour markets. So this Sun Life Financial report said 63% of respondents agreed that they worry less about money because they have a financial plan. 63%. That's that's huge. We're not talking 5%. Oh, yeah. it's a minute difference. An overwhelming majority of people feel more confident. They worry less about money when they have a plan. That's and a then, huge and, statistic to and me. And then it goes on and says 73% believe that financial planning has helped give them greater peace of mind. 73%. Three out of 100, you know. I mean, that's that's phenomenal. And Yeah. And then but the final stat. This one. Yeah, go, yeah. go ahead with that one. This yeah. is cool. People with a financial plan are two times more likely to be confident in their plans to retire. Two times more, because they're they've got the peace of mind at knowing that in good and and sour markets they're kind of they're you know they got a plan they're not going to worry about it. Now, not all plans are created equal. Okay, <laughs> no. so so I mean obviously a good plan where you've thought through. I and that's the thing is is now take this pause in the market as an opportunity to make sure that your plan can weather both good and sour markets. I would say for an overwhelming majority of Americans, their plans, they will say they have plans, but their plans will only work in a strong up market. Mm-hmm. And folks, the, the market doesn't go up in a straight line. It goes up, it goes down. You have to have a plan that, number one, you can live through with good and down times. You're able to stay with the plan. And number two, it has to be a plan that accounts for bad markets just as much as good markets. So years ago, we created the, the fiscal house. It's a trademark strategy that we use here at our office, which is called the fiscal house. And it's where we create uh, money, and we put money into different parts of the house. And it all starts with the foundation. Just like if you were to build a house, 
The very first thing that you would build is the foundation. Yeah, look at the people uh, just recently in these tornadoes in Indiana and in, in Oklahoma and Ohio. Mm-hmm. You think they Forgot went about to Oklahoma. the You think yeah. they went to the roof? No, they went to their cellars down into the foundation and to, to protect themselves. Right? Yeah, I mean, and it's that's you look at when you look at your finances that 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 uh, foundation is your your principal protected money. This is money that's protected from market loss. It, it can't lose value no matter how down the market goes. It is your principal protected money. The number one rule here is it can't lose. So that's the foundational money, and you should take a part of your money, and you should put it in the foundation. The opposite side of the foundation is the roof. Look at the roof as your risk money. That's the stuff that can go up in value and the stuff that can go down in value. The, the, the Something that you may run out like up north right now and put the blue tarps on. Yeah, right? exactly. Right. Yeah, you might, have a, you might have to wait for it to get rebuilt, yeah. right? So it can come under pressure. It can, it can, get, uh, it can, it can get hurt. Um, and, and so roof money, think about mutual funds. Think about stock market. Uh, if the market goes down, you don't really want to sell at a loss. Uh, but a lot of times, if all you have is the roof, that might be the only choice that you have if you're retired and you need that money. So look at the roof as your biggest risk money. And in the middle, you have the walls. The walls are going to have neither as much risk as the roof, not as much safety as the foundation. This stuff is going to have lower volatility. It might have some market risk, but generally it's a lower. Uh, it has lower volatility, lower risk than the roof accounts. And so what happens is you should blend your money across this entire fiscal house. And blend your monies across the entire thing. That way, like you're saying, if we have to bring out the blue tarp because the roof got damaged, we can go to the foundation and live in the foundation for a while while we're waiting for the roof. Kind of hard get... here, though, in Florida because everything's on a slab. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's <laughs> so true. You gotta but we still have a foundation. But, but financial foundation means an awful lot of protection. No, but, you're, you're, but the, the, the slab is the foundation. Sure. Can you imagine a house if all you did was bring in the trusses and throw up the roof and the shingles and you forgot about the main level, the concrete? I mean, so you definitely have to look at that. But that's that's why when you when we talk about creating a plan, it's creating a plan that will work in both good and sour markets. Now is a good opportunity. Now, this isn't the time. We're not we're not forecasting. We're not Karnak. We're not forecasting what happens. You got you remember Carnac? I do, Johnny Carson. Yeah, you know it's yeah. it's interesting. I say that now that Johnny Carson was really kind of after he was before my time. I was after Johnny Carson's time. So and you I were still, what Leno probably? Yeah, but I still mention Carnac, and people look at me now like I'm speaking some foreign language. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, how do you not know Karnak? Yeah, most millennials wouldn't know who that is. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I got to like recreate that. But he's, it was such a good, that's <laughs> such a good uh, visual to me uh, of that. But, you know, here's the thing. Now is an opportunity to make sure that you have a good plan, that that plan can weather both good and sour markets, because there will be a time when the markets do turn south. And if you have a good plan that you've built in advance – then it it saves a lot of time because then you're not reacting to what's going on in the market. You already have a plan that is doing the work for you. You've been what Dad says is always proactive. Yep, it's important to be proactive when it when it comes to that. And hot off the presses, uh, you know, is our new report: what to do in a down market. We go over what the history of the markets really are. Like so you can gain some incredible perspective and several pro tips to help you navigate both good and down markets. All you have to do is go to www 
onthemoneyshow.com. That's www.onthemoneyshow.com. Find the link for podcast number 63. That's the one we're on. And you'll see where you can download this report. Uh, it's a free report, and you can download it immediately. It's kind of funny. Can you imagine we've done 63 podcasts? Yeah. <laughs> I looked at that number. <laughs> can that be right? Yeah. 63 podcasts. Wow. That's, that is, um, that's amazing. And we're not even, we haven't even started yet. And something else that we've created that is a great resource to you, it's absolutely free, is our On the Money Retirement <clears throat> Toolkit. We help give you the tools you need to help guide you to and through retirement. It includes additional checklists, maybe three to four retirement guides and white papers, a copy of our book called Diffuse, The Seven Steps to Saving Your 401k and your, uh, and your IRA from the IRS, along with a CD on creating a tax-free retirement. All you have to do to get this, uh, this box really shipped to your doorstep at absolutely no cost is to text the word retire, R-E-T-I-R-E, Text the word retire to 31996. Again, just text the word retire to 31996. Of course, you can always give us a call at the office, too, at 800-245-0546. Uh, you can just give us a call there. And anytime, we can just uh, chat about, uh, you know, send you this box, chat about finances, and answer any questions that you have. Again, that number is 800 245 zero five four six any last minute thoughts on this dad while you i think that's a great resource you're talking about uh that that uh, free report what to do in a down market yeah and all the folks have to do is this uh again go to our website and type in www.onthemoneyshow.com and get that free report sent out to you it's really valuable information and uh, you know it, it, as always folks we want to thank you for tuning in to the podcast today uh, we will be back here again this time next week, another podcast each week. Every Friday, we're, uh, we're putting out a brand new podcast, so t- t- be sure to tune in for that. And until then, I want to thank you once more for your time, this time, until next time. So long, everyone. You've been listening to the On The Money with Jerry and Nick Royer podcast. Catch new episodes every week to discover the latest retirement strategies and tips for retiring well from Jerry and Nick. To subscribe to the podcast, head to onthemoneyshow.com. That's onthemoneyshow.com. Investment advisory services offered through Brookstone Capital Management, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Group 10 Financial and Brookstone Capital Management are independent of each other.